and thank you for joining me, New Moon Mom, on my podcast, Parents, Pagans, and Everything in Between. Join us as we talk about raising heathens and burning sage. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of New Moon Mom. Uh, today, we want I wanted to talk about um, something that's been going on in our house. I figured that's probably the easiest way for me to do these podcasts is even though I kind of have ideas of what I want to talk about and how I want to talk about them, just dealing with what's in front of me is kind of the easiest way for me to feel genuine and feel like I'm actually talking about things that are going on. And for us, that involves some sleeping issues with some of our kids. Um, well, we have two boys. Our oldest is having some trouble sleeping, and it's not anything new. But I want to talk on a more parenty note about some of the things that we do um, to help him, and hopefully some of the things that you might be able to do to help your kids. So, um, yeah, let's start talking about it. So our son is eight years old, and he has always had problems sleeping. I remember him being a little boy. Um, Probably this was before our second child came along, so he had to have been around three, and he would just stay up from midnight to four, asking where the moon was. We'd tell him the moon was asleep, so he should be too, and he would cleverly point out that the moon was up in the sky, very bright, very awake. And thus began the conversations with my child. Um, so we would have to come up with ways to kind of help him deal with with these bouts of insomnia and um, things that my husband had actually dealt with when he was a child. So part of it is hereditary and part of it is just where his little brain is. Um, he's, a, he's a thinker. He likes to think things through very much like um, I'm sure a lot of you have, have little thinkers in your house too. Um, so we would we would do anything we would try anything just for a good night's sleep and I'm sure that's something a lot of parents regardless of your path can relate to the ever elusive restful night's sleep um, without having to heavily medicate either yourself or your child I do not advocate that by the way <laughs> it's just a joke um, so some of the things that we did is well first we, we took him to his doctor to kind of make sure everything was okay and once we realized that we had a healthy, inquisitive little boy on our hands and that there weren't any sleep apnea issues or underlying health conditions that we had to worry about, we started um, thinking about what could we do to alter his patterns to generate healthy sleep habits. And we went through the gamut. We went through a huge variety of things from meditation, yoga, uh, melatonin, um, lavender, essential oils, the whole night. And some of them were successful and some of them were not. So I'm just going to run through the list of things that we did. And as parents, I hope that some of you with children who might be having having some sleep issues Hopefully some of these things might get you a night or two of rest. So, first thing we did is we looked at the screen habits. So our child was much younger at this time and it was a lot easier to kind of set up those boundaries of healthy um, screen time usage. 
And it's something that I know parents from all walks deal with. We all have the phone in our hands. We all have the TVs in our house. We all have the iPads and the tablets and the screens everywhere. And now they have them in schools. And how do we regulate a healthy amount of screen time for our kids? And it comes down to talking to the doctors, uh, talking to your doctor about what is best for your child, the age range and, and what they suggest, and also what you're comfortable with in your house. And there's no, I personally feel that there's no right answer. There are good answers, um, but there are no one size fits all answers because we're all at different levels of you know, stress and busyness and, and what we're doing. Some of us can get outside for six hours every day because we live in these beautiful climates. Some of us are, you know, it's 5 p.m., it's dark as anything, it's 19 degrees out. Not speaking from too much experience today, uh, but I am. So, <laughs> like today, it's 5 o'clock, it's pitch black, it's 19 degrees out. My kids aren't going to be outside running around right now. So what do I consider a healthy amount of screen time? Well, in the winter, we're much more lenient um, because we do have a house that has gaming stations. We have the Switch. Um, so we have to be realistic about what that is. We do set up things for our boys like they need to earn their screen time. So one of the things like my five and eight-year-old do their own, well, they do the, the laundry. So it's an easy task that I was able to teach them how to do. My husband taught them how to do, um, you know, they get the clothes, they put them in the wash, they put the detergent in, turn it on, and that earns them a certain amount of time. When they switch the laundry to the dryer, that earns them another amount of time. And when they bring the laundry up for me to fold, that earns them another amount of time. So it's, um, you know, benefit and reward. So that's one way that we kind of stop the constant flow of screen time in our house is, okay, you want screen time, you need to go earn it. And the limit is set at pretty much an hour on normal days. Um, obviously, when we're dealing with snowstorms or you know extended periods of time when we can't get out, we are a little more lenient so long as they understand that this is out of the norm and it's a special treat. Uh, video game screen time in our house is a, a an earned thing. So that might not be the rule in your house and that's cool, no worries. Just before bed, the most important thing is that we turn off the screens an hour before bedtime. And there's a reason that we do that. It's because science studies have shown that an hour before bed is when you can really get your brain to register that you know you're going to bed and it's calm down time we call it in our house so we can play a board game we can play quietly we can read we can talk about our day but it's you know the screens are off the music's off the house is a lot has a much more chill vibe to it at that time and we find that that really helps our boys to register that it is going to be bedtime soon, that they do need to start calming their bodies, 
And, you know, with kids, it's really difficult to do that sometimes because they, they need that time before bed to unwind, to stop the stimulus of the day so that their bodies can start to produce the melatonin. They need less blue light so that their body, their brain registers that it's time to start to produce the melatonin. Um, and we find that an hour before bed is a really good time to, to start that process. Uh, the other thing is kind of keeping with the habit. So we, an hour before bed, screens are off. Half an hour before bed, brush the teeth, pajamas go on. And that is another cue within their system that it's almost bedtime. So though the, the habits and the structure is built in for them to, um, you know, we have less fighting when they know the routine. Now that doesn't say, that doesn't mean that like every night is like that. Some nights it's, you know, our bedtime is eight o'clock. So some nights they're up till 10 on playing video games because it's just a chaotic day. And we try not to be too hard on ourselves on those days because we are human and we are, <laughs> you know, we are faulted, but we do try and keep as best we can to that routine. So setting up a routine with your kids is the first step for us to kind of establish those healthy sleep habits. Now, some nights are perfect, screen is off, teeth are brushed, pajamas on, everything goes great. Our eight-year-old still kind of has trouble turning off his brain because there's a lot going on in that tiny little mind of his that, you know, he's not just going to be able to shut it off. And as parents, I think we get worn down sometimes, and I know me and my husband do, because we need to, you know, we want to go to bed. We want to have the calm down time for ourselves. And when we have a child who's constantly getting up, it's easy to get irritated. But I think one of the things that we're working on also is when our son does get back up, is having that conversation of what caused you to get up? Was there something you heard? Was there something you thought? Sometimes he's just, he's having an, an act of imagination and he's having a bad dream. So we need to talk him through that, about what that dream's about, about how to kind of be in control of your dreams and how to kind of take charge of what that scenario is that he's dreaming about. Sometimes it's zombies. Sometimes it's, you know, monsters. And one night I distinctly remember him telling me that it was shadow people. And yeah, we're going to get into that. So don't worry. Um, but the first line of defense for us is to allow him to kind of talk about his thoughts and his feelings and have him take ownership of it and have him feel like he's in control of what his brain's processing. So that even if it is scary, he knows that it's his scary and he can, you know, tell those monsters like, no, they don't have to they don't have the control in his in his imagination. And we find that that's really helpful for him and it's empowering for him to kind of have that. And nine times out of 10, that's pretty much where we can get him to go back to bed and sleep through the night. Um, some things that we've done on the nights where it's a little deeper than that, he can't seem to feel comfortable in his space. Um, 
is we've looked at kind of a more meditative approach, maybe a little more magical approach. Um, something that I've done with my boys is I have created lavender wands with them. So this kind of ties back to last episode when we were talking about things that we've planted in our garden. We always make sure that we've planted lavender. One of the reasons is that we will harvest it for medicinal and magical use. So lavender is one of the most amazing herbs that you can have in your arsenal when you're dealing with children. And you can buy it dried in bulk. You can plant it in your house, depending upon your climate. You can plant it in your garden, again, depending upon what zone you're in. We live in zone five, right? New England? I'm in New England. Um, we're in zone five. So we, we luck out. We can plant a lot of things up here, but we can't plant like the really pretty tropical stuff, but we can plant lavender. I know we can plant lavender because I've successfully grown it, I've successfully harvested it, I've successfully dried it. And what I will do with my children is when we pick the lavender, I'll make sure that I pick it long enough with the stems. And I'll make sure that there's a, a printout for you guys uh, attached to, to the show notes for this, for lavender ones. Is we'll, print, we'll plant the lavender and grow it, and we'll harvest it long enough so that, I mean, probably six to eight inches depending upon what your ideal wand looks like and to make a lavender wand it's actually a really simple wonderful kid activity that can again empower your child in their space um so you pick the lavender from the flower the bottom of the flower bud you probably got about six inches of stem and what you'll do is you will tie the lavender together just at the base of the bud and then you will bend the stems back over into a circle pattern so um, if you have the bushel you're holding the bushel you flip it upside down and then you peel or you push each stem down so that it creates sort of like a like a wand almost and then what you can do is you tie it at the bottom and then that will create your lavender wand. All the lavender will be encased it within the stems. And there are other things you can do where you can uh, intertwine ribbon around it, you can add bells to it, you can make it as fancy or as functional as you want. But when we make the lavender wands, the boys are involved in it and we will make one again after uh, Candlemas uh, and Belk, once we plant them, it's time to harvest them we'll make new ones and the boys will be able to hang them in their beds they'll be able to shake them around their room um, they'll be able to kind of use them as a way to manifest their intention of having a, a calm relaxing sp space in their bedroom and it's really awesome and really great when you see the the joy and the pride that they have about making these wands and it's so simple. And if you can grow uh, lavender, you can make these. And lavender is actually one of the plants that's really easy to grow. So I highly recommend making lavender wands for your children if they're having problems sleeping. Another thing you can do if you don't have access to lavender or you're dealing with these issues in the middle of winter and it's, you know, 
you're just not going to have a lavender plant is you can get lavender essential oil and you can make what we used to do is we would make a monster spray so this is kind of one of those is it magic is it not is it just sort of more for kids to kind of feel in charge of their space there's no wrong answer it's all good because if it's magic it's something that you can bond with your child over if it's just empowering for them to have their own space and feel secure then that's a win as well and monster spray is just so easy uh take some some water or some we use witch hazel take some witch hazel and put maybe 10 to 15 drops um into like a four ounce spray bottle and put a fancy little label on it that says monster spray shake it up give it to your kids and say i want you to spray this wherever you think the monsters live and you'll be so amazed my sons used to run around their whole room and they would they didn't think monsters lived everywhere but they just loved the idea of spraying this stuff and that's why I say only 10 to 15 drops because you don't want it to be overpowering because it can be and then you smell like a lavender a lavender field which isn't the worst thing to smell like especially when you have two boys um so it's a double win triple win almost then for the moms and dads out there who uh you know might be dealing with <laughs> stinky boy syndrome um so we would give it to our kids and we would tell them spray it where you think the monsters live and at this point you can leave it there and you'll watch your kids spray it under their beds or they'll spray it in their closets um maybe they'll spray it on a doll they don't like and that at that case maybe you want to take the doll out of the room too um or something in their room that they're like this makes me scared at night take that out of the room have them spray it down with monster spray tell them okay now the monsters don't live there anymore um and then the room is more theirs because kind of like they, they've marked their territory i guess you could you could say um and it also works for teenagers in a less humorous way you can make a a, a spray for your teenager and say this is for you to cleanse your area or maybe they have sage and and you know they're doing a, a cleansing um one of my favorite things is i saw someone post uh people who are doing a cleanse and don't open the windows they've just got a lot of evil spirits doing parkour around the room so you know maybe a spray does uh, a little better because you can't open the windows just yet or you know uh, maybe you don't mind 19 degrees of, of temperature wind blowing in and it's you know refreshing it's revigorating but your teenager can use the spray as well as a way to kind of establish a space of their own um, which might help them with sleeping if they know that it's their area um, for the teenager you know maybe you you have them more involved in picking out a scent that they like maybe it's more palo santo Maybe it's more sage and, and um, rosemary. Maybe it's, you know, lavender and lemon balm. Maybe a little citrusy, a little uplifting. Why not? Go for it. Give them a little more free range in establishing their space. Um, for the younger ones, I would keep it a little more simpler. Lavender sprays work wonder. It's a great way to calm down at the end of the night. Um, 
Another thing that we would do is on nights when we just could not get him to sleep in his own room is we had a mattress, one of those little, little kid mattresses that wasn't quite twin size, wasn't quite crib size, um, that would actually slide under our bed. So he had his own mattress in our room that if he was having a bad night, we would slide it out because we had a small, smaller bed and I just couldn't deal with kicking, uh, having a little feet kick me in my kidneys all night. And um, my husband would get the brunt of it. He would end up on the couch. So to save our sanity, we set up a, a special spot in our room for our son to feel welcomed and uh, safe and, and wanted in our room. And um, that would help us a couple nights. So if you are dealing with someone who a small child who is having some issues with sleeping out my first recommendation would be to go to your doctor and make sure that there are no underlying health issues that you need to address and if you get a clean bill of health then start looking at things like lavender wands or monster spray things that make them feel like they have a sense of ownership of their space um, definitely reducing screen time and making sure that their brains have a moment to kind of relax and and process the the excitement of the day you know take some time to talk to your kids how was your day and not just you know good or you know it was okay ask them meaningful questions as well to kind of get the conversation going tell me one good thing tell me one bad thing tell me something funny tell me something surprising um what happened today that you didn't think was going to happen is a question that I ask my son and I get all sorts of responses from that one and um, you know be open to carrying on the conversation and open to having them explain to you what they're feeling and, and what their emotions are because these little bodies have big emotions and we have to we have to honor that as much as we want others to honor us and our path we have to honor our children and what they're going through so that we can offer them the comfort and support that they need. So that was a little tangent there. Um, definitely more parenting than pagan, which is, I think, how this podcast is going to go. Um, because I think we all want to deal with our children the best way that we know how. And for me, that means essential oils and lavender wands. And, you know, my son actually really enjoys crystals. So sometimes, you know, having him hold a crystal and talk about how he feels um, actually helps him have a better night's sleep. It, it opens him up to um, feeling safe about his anxieties because we do deal with that. We do have a bit of anxiety going on with him right now where he will chew his fingers and you know you have to look for the the physical as well as the emotional and um by by helping him with his anxiety as best we can encouraging him not to to you know chew his fingers but also to to talk to us to see what's going on in his mind and and if he's able to kind of calm everything down he's able to sleep much better so another option that we do is we um, when he was having a hard time is we would do yoga for kids and kind of like a meditation and 
focusing his intention on calming down and and dealing with what's going on in his body and in his mind and and helping him kind of see that he's okay he's safe he can rest um so we would do um there was a, a Cosmic Kids, I think it was called, um, an online yoga course for, for kids. And she had great stories and, you know, letting him kind of be imaginative, but also, you know, you know, dealing with the stress that he might be dealing with. Just to kind of bring it all back, um, the, one, the most important thing is that to help your child sleep better, you need to figure out what the underlying cause is of the sleep issue. So doctor first, and you know, conversation second, um, imagination third, I guess, would be my recommendation. So go to the doctor, make sure there's no underlying causes that need to be addressed. Have the conversation about what's going on in their lives and how you can help address that. You know, maybe it's stress, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's, you know, something that you could, couldn't even imagine. It's, you know, their clothes are itchy, you know, and then the imagination part of it, you know, dealing with the, the stimulus that they're getting on a daily basis and, and filtering through and how to kind of calm that all down. The only other thing I would say is that, you know, make bedtime as calm and as relaxing as possible, but don't beat yourself up if you find yourself saying, starting quoting from the book, go the, to sleep. Because we're human, like I said in the beginning, and we're going to have bad days, we're going to have good days, but so are our kids. And if we can find a middle ground, and if that middle ground comes at 8pm or 10pm, then I, you know, we have to celebrate that. Just to recap, you know, when, when you're making the lavender wands for your children, have them involved in the process explain to them what lavender is, why you're using it, and how it's beneficial for them. Lavender is has been used for centuries as a way to kind of relax and to unwind and kind of just like let go. It's one of those scents that just, oh, when I smell it, it just, I already, I want to take a nap. I'm going to go yawn. Um, you know, they can hold Lavender, frankincense, chamomile, rosemary, bay leaves even have all been kind of associated with good dreams and relaxation. Um, amethyst is a great crystal to kind of have in the bedroom if you want to get all like hippie awesome about it, which I hope you all do. Um, and so what you can do is along with the lavender wands, you can kind of make maybe a dream bag, you know, getting back more to the, the magical meditative side of it. Um, a dream bag is a great tool that we've used as well. Um, take an amethyst crystal and you put it in a bag along with uh, the herbs I just mentioned, lavender, frankincense, chamomile, rosemary, and a bay leaf. Um, and you just kind of place everything in a drawstring bag and place the bag under your pillow and then you can have your child have a mantra or spell if you want to call it about um, you know having a good dream and one that we've used and I'm more than happy to share with you it goes like this sleep in slumber deep and calm keep my dreams safe from harm dream of images kind and bright goddess guide my thoughts until daylight 
Now this might not be one that works specifically for you, but it's just to give you an idea of something you could do for your child to kind of help them feel like they are in charge of what's to come and that they are setting that, like we always talk about that, setting that intention of having good dreams, of dreaming happy thoughts and all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope that you guys find some, some ideas in this, some, some, some sense of semblance, some, you know, you're not alone when it comes to your kid being up from 12 to four asking where the moon is. It's happened to the best of us and that the best thing we can do is be there. Again, presence, being present with your child and letting them know that they are listened to, that they are loved, that they are safe. Something that we say in our house, and I hope my husband doesn't mind me saying this, um, the scariest thing in our house is daddy's farts. We make it funny. We add some humor to our day. And when you can laugh at things that make you scared, it takes away the power that they have over you. And that's something that I've learned in my life and that's something that I can hope, hopefully pass on to my children. Even if you're scared, if you can find a humor, if you can find a laugh, a joy, a spark of light in it, it takes away the fear. And that can usually lead to a much better night for your children. And thank you for listening to me rant about my kids, basically, and hopefully some of this made sense and hopefully some of this helps you and hopefully you all get a good night's sleep tonight and as i say to my kids before i send them out into the world be awesome be good be kind good night